welcome back to a very special episode of Defcon Jive. This is your boy Cannon. This your man Boom. It's your boy Remy, man. And uh, we're here on a very somber, very sad note. This week, we had a barrage of terrible, terrible news of uh, violence between the uh, between the police protesters. In a couple, well, more than a couple, really, but we're going to only highlight a couple of uh, unarmed black men being, let's be frank, assassinated on camera. Earlier this week on Tuesday, we had the shooting of an unarmed black man in Baton Rouge. His name was uh, Alton Sterling. Sterling. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we had an uh, unarmed black man shot. And what was the place in Minnesota? I think it was right outside of Minneapolis, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it was Minneapolis. And his name was... Philando Castile. Philando Castile. Uh, after that, we had a march happening in Dallas, protesting. And uh, a war broke out. Um, a war broke out between apparently one man and the police. And this man was a sniper shot dead five police more were wounded and the police blew him up with a bomb robot sounds so, so fucking ridiculous though it's it's <laughs> the stuff of science right? fiction really yeah, exactly. it, it, and you're right Remy it had never ever been done before the police have never used a bomb a bomb robot to blow anybody up <laughs> that seems like a, a uh, an insane waste of taxpayer money. It does. Like, no, I'm not like, not, not, like I'm not like again. I'm not trying to be on no no joke stuff. This this joint, but it's like you 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 have erected a a robot mm-hmm. with the means for the purpose of destroying itself. Like how much of you know the city of Dallas or Fort Worth, whatever the surrounding area, mm-hmm. how much of their money has went into something so frivolous? You know what I mean? Like yeah. how many times have you seen in your lifetime? You know, an active shooting case or, or um, a standoff on the news or, not, you know what I mean, or in the media. And it was successfully um, averted. You know, the shooter came down, the shooter was captured. Why is it that this one shooter required a bomb robot? Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> his name was Micah Johnson. Um, we can... There's going to be another episode where we're going to talk about how the media does things because the first the first time I saw his name, I was in meetings all Thursday. So when I finally got a free moment, the first news, uh, breaking news alert I saw was suspect's name is Micah X. When really his name is Micah Xavier Johnson, so I, I thought that was a real scumbag move by the media. But that's that's what, what, what was that like CNN or something, man? Uh, no, that was actually an MSNBC breaking news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. it's all the same um, shit, though. So yeah, yeah, real that's scumbag real. move. But that's, that's real. That's another topic for another episode. Right, right. So the two shootings, Baton Rouge, um, Alton is outside selling cds dvds we all we all know this man we all went to howard there how many times have we come across the cd dvd man i, I saw him in at the, the metro. barbershop yesterday man 
Man, and I saw him the other day walking down the street in Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DVDs, DVDs. My man was out there trying to get his hustle on. Cops roll up and uh, start giving him problems. Before you know it, he's on the ground. Uh, two cops have him pinned down. One cop yells, he's got a gun, and they start opening fire. And this is all on video. And there's two um, cops and one and one man, and they, and they are in... Um, it's not like they are in, um, they're far from him where he could, you know, take the advantage at, at the point where they, where they're saying he has a gun, uh, he's on, they're on, they're on top of him. You know, they, they, are, they, are, they, are, they are on top of him. They already had their guns drawn, man. Like, like I was in the, like I was in the military, uh, Navy uh, for, for a year, man. And like, we do weapons training, you know, you know, AR-15s, you know, uh, like, you know, your regular hand, uh, like, sidearms and all that stuff, man. And there's a there's a, a thing called the Deadly Force Triangle that they teach you. And it's it's pretty much, you know, like a blueprint on how to de-escalate a situation um, that, mm. that, that could essentially that could essentially turn out violent or whatever. And it's pretty much like a hierarchy, like, so it's like someone comes at you with with you know their fists or something you're allowed to introduce like uh like a baton or something a less than lethal thing and as and uh, you know as you add weapons to that you know you can always go one step higher as you know as like a law enforcement officer or like a keeper mm-hmm. of the peace man with that training in mind man and watching that video uh of uh, the Alton Sterling joint like there was no reason for the officers to have had their their weapons out Drawn on that right. man, but you know, like while they had him pinned on the ground, that's a, that's that's tantamount, to, you know, like to to shoot him like a dude who's like handcuffed, right? You know what I'm saying in the back, like you can't like, right? It, it's it's terrible training on 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 the part of the you know the uh, the Baton Rouge Police Department. I don't know who's running the shit down there, but yeah. he ain't doing it right. And and then for them to come out and say, oh, the body cameras fell off. That was the first report oh, we got. Of course, was the body cameras officer, fell off. See this right. The first thing we got was officer involved shooting, and body cameras fell off. So there's no record of there's no video proof of this incident. And as soon as that report came out, almost 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 minutes after that report came out, there was a cell phone video being circulated on Twitter. And then the next day, there was a second video that showed even more clearly what happened. And the dude who ran the uh, convenience store taped it himself too. There's a war going on outside. No one is safe from. doesn't matter if you're three feet or eight one. Mm-hmm. And like, 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 I can't, I can't even quantify the, uh, like their 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 understanding. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm still not even stu- sure what's the cause of this. But I first want to illuminate, like I said before, in regards to the to the robot. <laughs> How much money have we, you know, misappropriated in these um, body cameras? You know what I'm saying? Like that was the big push after you know Sandra Bland and you know Tamir Rice and all these other guys got got killed and. It's still happening, and the cops with the body cameras are still doing it. So it's like, what's the use for these body cameras? And then, like, for something like this to happen and go down, and then then to say that the body cameras fell off or they were malfunctioned, like we wasted tons of taxpayer money. In addition to that, I want to ask you guys, what do you think is the 
is 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 behind this? Is it is it like unadulterated racism, or is it like um, is it is it actual like fear of the black man? Because like I don't want to skip ahead, but if you look at the uh, the video from the um, Falando Castro uh, Castile joint. After like he's dying, like when he's dying, and, and his girl is you know live streaming the joint, you see the cop with his hand shaking, still pointing the gun at a guy that's dying. Yeah, with a chi- like, with like, a child in the back seat see, though. Like how I, how terrified are you though? <laughs> but I understand what you're saying. But what I'm saying is, to me, that that's not the poise and that's not the the actions of someone that is like. And I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to give an excuse. I don't want to. You know what I mean? But it doesn't seem like someone that was um, a bigoted or racist or feeling like they were um, empowered and they were uh, um, above. Or they superseded that black man. It looked like he was deathly afraid. You know what I'm saying? Like you, like you saw the pistol shaking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't know if it is the systematic racism. The systematic bigotry, the the status quo, what happens in these police stations, or if it's actually the fact that these guys are deathly afraid of black men. And the very interesting thing is the officer involved in the Philando Castile shooting was of Asian descent. So it really is, I think it's something about the police training and what they're expecting um, I mean, when there there was a study done, and it showed that the police are more likely to have a certain reaction to a black suspect versus another suspect. So uh, it really might just be the way that police are being trained in this country, but they're also being trained by people who may have those preconceptions and those biases against uh the black man. Like um, someone put a, someone put a joint up on Instagram, man. It was like um, it was something to the effect of you know, like don't don't uh don't put too much faith in the in these you know these uh, guys who didn't have anything better to do, you know, saying like the day after their 18th birthday, and and it was it was pretty much like a like a like a reference to like uh, to how police officers are chosen. <laughs> You know, and like, mm. uh, and like, like, yeah, like, like any, like, any old person, like, there's no like real like screening process to this thing. Like, any old person can become a police officer, and you give them a badge and a gun, and now they think, you know, now they think they're, you know, slightly more important than everybody else. You know, that's so, that's that's dope. I, I think I, I said something. I had an argument with with a scrap of uh, uh, maybe about a year or two ago. And, and I was saying that um, this kind of ties back to infrastructure and how we um, put money into America, right? And it's like... <laughs> Exploding you, you robots. wondering why America is lagging. No, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not, we keep saying like America is lagging behind these other countries, China, Russia, yeah, France, yeah, yeah. Sweden. But it's like, it's not because we have dumb kids. It's not because... Our schools aren't good. You know what I'm saying? I'm a teacher. I'm telling you this. It's because the fact that we have continuously undervalued or devalued the civil servant. For example, you're talking about the lower you know, requirements you need to be a police officer. 
what 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 do you think are the requirements that it is to be a fireman? You know what I'm saying? What do you think is a, uh, it's a requirement to be a teacher? I know people in the teaching profession, and, and I know it's hard to get teachers, especially in the inner city where I work, but they have a thing where it is you can work three years, or in some cases five years, without getting your teacher's license, without being certified to be a teacher. Really? So and so let's say let's say for example and another I don't know if you guys know there's another common practice in schools that's called um, looping right and in the, in the looping process is where you have a class say you teach a fifth grade class and instead of the next year when the kids graduate or, or, or the next year when, excuse me when they pass the next grade instead of you know going to a different teacher and you teaching another fifth grade class you follow them and so um, you have the same students and. They understand your expectation. They understand uh, how it is you work. It's, it's, it's extremely beneficial. Uh, mm. The kids get kids get in the routine. They like and that's when they're most productive. Mm. So imagine you're in a case or your child's in a case where they have had the same unlicensed educator for three years. Mm-hmm. That's that's ridiculous. Wow. So like like on like on any three any educational level. Let's say your child's in elementary school you know what i'm saying so you're talking about first second third grade now you can't read now you can't effectively add and subtract now you can't you know effectively do most things so by the time you get to fourth grade it's a problem let's say you're let's say you're in middle school you miss sixth seventh eighth grade you get to high school you're severely behind you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. let's Mm -hmm. say you're in high school by the time you get to college you miss three of your four you know most important academic years you're automatically behind we continuously devalue lower the standards of our civil servants and then we continue to upset to the fact that why are our kids going so low why are we having all these problems with the police why are we uh why like i don't it was a thing in dc here where there was a, a man that had a heart attack and in front of a fire station and you know fire stations are connected with em uh ems so they're supposed to take you know Call an ambulance and take you where you need to go. Yep. This this man died to close the door on him. They say he says stop bothering us and close the door. He died in front of the fire station. Wow. And so it's like these things keep happening, wow. and no one's and you're talking about body cameras. You're talking about no child left behind. You're talking about common core. That's not it. Like you know what I mean? We're changing structures that don't need to be changed. It's the, it's the it's the requirements. It's the uh, prerequisites for these positions that are not being raised at all. Like, you know, in, in Massachusetts, you cannot be a teacher without having a master's degree on any level. Mm-hmm. You can't teach at all. Mm. And then you say, why does Massachusetts have the highest, you know, graduation rate? Why do they have, you know, the top students? This is why. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's not because they're any smarter. It's not because they live anywhere geographically that produces better students. It's because they put forth a mandate that says, this is the expectation. This is the... Uh, prerequisite to, to to be employed here, and people meet that. And that's crazy, Nick. That's crazy that you say that, Nick, because uh, because like now you now you take that you know that that kid who was you know left behind for you know four or five years, you know saying like and like and you you kick you you kick him through high school, or the or, or or like he doesn't even finish high school, and he's like I don't know what to do with myself. I'm gonna go join the military. You know, you know right. he does. He does, he does four shit. years. He does four years in military. Comes out and he's like, "Hey, you could be a police officer. You could be a fireman. No problem with your military. With your military mm-hmm. background." But like this kid, could, like this kid can barely read. 
Yeah, the like, same, the same shit, right? Like you, you in the military. How does the military do its recruiting? They're not going. They don't. They don't necessarily get in the ear of the best and the brightest, the valedictorians, the salutatorians. Absolutely not. They throw out the widest net possible. They lure you in with lies right, and, the kids. and all types of crazy, all types of crazy shit. Like, it, it, they're in the hood. They get the worst kids. They get the kids that maybe are are in financial hardships, and they're like you know we'll pay for college. We'll do this for you. Right. And so they continually getting a lower you know strata of of soldier, and then they're like, well, why do we keep needing to spend more money on training? Mm. Because these motherfuckers can't read. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's what it is. So you're saying it's it's more of. Uh... I mean, yes, institutional racism does play a large part of this, of the justice system. But you're, I think you're also saying that uh, the education level is a big part of it, too. I think that's the biggest part. Because think about it, uh, Cannon. Who are the most racist people? The ignorant. And, 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 and they keep you know putting these ignorant and uninformed and uneducated people in positions of authority, mm-hmm. in positions of great importance. And then we're like... Like I, I can't, I can't I, after the um, after the Mike Brown joint, one of the cops came out and said, you know, this is the first time I've ever, you know, it's my first job. And I came out of St. Louis. I'm not from St. Louis, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. he's a transplant. He doesn't know the community. He's not well informed. He's not highly educated. Mm-hmm. And and then we get surprised, or then we get you know uh, appalled when atrocities happen. Like no, like imagine if there was a you know uh, a highly uneducated person. You know what I mean? In the Pentagon, who had control to push that button? Like, oh, it's my fault. My, I didn't realize. We were, <laughs> like, no, I didn't know it was like, this, this is unacceptable. Yeah. Right. right. It's unacceptable. And see, for me, I think it also has a... Um, there's also a community aspect to this to where the cops don't really go into the communities that they police in any other capacity other than policing. Because um, I want to ask both of y'all, how often do y'all have y'all local police officers walking down the block? I mean, I live, I live in the boroughs, man. Like so, right? Like but that's I, I don't, what, I don't, I don't see, I don't see the police officers like that. But you know, like uh, it's, it's not, it's not a problem out here. But I was talking to, um, I was at, you know, my barber shop um, yesterday, and I was talking to, uh, talking to, you know, uh, my barber, and he, and he, he made a good point about like, um, you like, if you're in a neighborhood that you like, you grew up in. Like, you know, you know, like at a certain time of night, I don't want to be in this part of this neighborhood, you know, like, well, I don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to be, you know, in North Philly anywhere, you know, after, after 8 p.m. And or like, at any time. Right? And like, um, like you bring the, like, you bring like these officers from, you know, from, you know, East Bubblefuck, you know, Wisconsin, whatever. And and they don't know that they don't know you know say like don't don't go to this don't go to this place so like their their uh, their mindset wherever wherever where they go no matter where they go is you know like I gotta be on guard someone's gonna try to kill me today even though Mm -hmm. you're in I I understand and I and I and I I get that point you know what I'm saying right right but I think that. I'm gonna play devil's advocate on this because this is a, a similar thing in the, in, the, in the teaching profession. There's a thing called um, uh, Teach for America, right? right? And when you're in college, you can sign up for Teach for America, and you essentially sign up for two years of your life, and they will forgive some of your student debt, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so, like at the school I was working at, um, my first, my second year, we had five people come. 
one from Idaho, one from Wyoming, <laughs> one from Maine, and it was just like this is the first time they've interacted with black people. Like period. Um, not not like you know on a less than you know high buy type thing. Yeah. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. And they struggled tremendously. And so like what a lot of educators were saying was, you know, you have to teach in your community, you have to work in your community. So because you know these kids to your point, Remy. But my point is, and the reason why I don't. I choose not to teach in my community, and I don't, I'm not like I, I live in uh, Maryland. I've worked in DC. I now work in Maryland now, but not in. Uh, I work in PG. I live in PG, but I'm not in an area where I live. Yeah. Um, and it's because of the fact that I think that, like you said, so say you're a, a police officer, right? Right. And you have grown up in this com- community. You know the community. You know the people. You know. Say you pull over. You know. Miss Fanny, you know what I mean? Like you know Miss Fanny, like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Your mama, know, like like, could you give her all that it is she deserves because of the fact that you have these relationships with her? You know what I mean? My thing is, I don't teach the community that I'm in because I don't want, I don't want, I need to have a detox. You know, what yeah, you, I, I you don't want a location bias, right? I want to leave. No, not even just that. I want to leave out so that I can enjoy my life. Like if 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 I go to the club, if I go out and I'm you know twisted, I don't want to be able to see parents or you know kids. <laughs> That it is that I teach, you yeah, know what I mean? I, yeah. or or even on a less, you know, like, uh, like um, selfish motive. Like if I go to a supermarket, you know, what I mean, I don't want to have to be teacher on. Like, oh, how you doing? Like, yeah, you know, like I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't want to deal with that on a, on a, on an everyday basis. Right, and right. I, and I've done that before. Like when I when I was living in DC, working in DC, I literally lived three minutes from my uh, job, and I would run into kids everywhere I'd run into parents everywhere and I was just like man I can't even you know what I mean <laughs> like one time I was out with my with my wife you know what I'm saying and we were you know doing some boo loving you know what I mean and I saw a kid walk up behind me and I'm just like oh man I gotta be you know what I, mean? I can't even be you know what I mean, out there like that you know what I mean it's just it's too much but no no my point was more so um the police who are assigned to wherever they are I'm saying even if you do come from East Buffalo, fuck Wyoming, at least come and walk the streets and start to get to know where you are. I'm not saying that you have to be, you know, embedded in the hood, but if you if you start to know where the troublemakers are, um, who who you might think is a troublemaker, who people might call a troublemaker, but is actually not a troublemaker, if you come out for the block parties and all that, you're That's less true. you're less likely to have a real negative opinion on the people that you're policing. And that's, that's what I was that's saying. True. That's what I was saying to my, to, to my barber yesterday. I was just like, I've never been like in a neighborhood like where if I didn't come through and 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 you know offer up a level of respect and and deverence mm-hmm. to 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 these people and 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 the and the environment that they that they live in, that I didn't get that back. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. Like and, I, I, and I don't, I don't you, know I don't know any quick. neighborhood that 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 wouldn't be like that that wouldn't be like that. You know, like even to like right. a police I'll officer. Give you a, I'll give. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me give you a real quick example. Um, last week, not not the week where all this crap happened. The week prior, okay. uh, cops came out to my neighborhood because there was some stuff happening in one of the houses across the street, mm-hmm. and they took one of the young men out in handcuffs because it, it's a whole crazy situation. So one of my neighbors, who was like the matriarch of this neighborhood. Okay. Was walking by and she was looking in the police car to see who it was. Mm-hmm. And the white officer who was one of the officers handling the situation 
looked out and yelled at her, ma'am, get away from the car. And she and he said it really aggressive mm-hmm. and really disrespectful. And I'm, my point is, if he would if he was here, if he knew who she was, if he knew that she was the matriarch of the hood and she never, ever would do any harm to anyone. He would have not been aggressive towards her, and it would not have been a problem. But because he did that, she snapped on him, and rightfully so. And then and the I was whole, out there the ready to have her back. React, yeah. Right, I was. But I was I, ready to I, have her back, and everybody else out there was ready to have her back because we don't know who you are, Copper. You ain't never been in the I, hood. I, I I agree. I see. I I can see that point. But I think uh, uh, a more reasonable solution would be this. I've had unprecedented success in D.C. public schools. I'm not from D.C. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But what I think... Um, wait, wait, few... wait. Boom, wait, boom. You're not from D.C., but you started there in 2001 with all of us, so you knew the area. No, no but I'm, I'm, I'm taking it past that. Okay. And I've, seen, and I've seen other teachers first year, first time ever teaching have success, and I think this is what fuels the fact. Even though I'm not from here, you know what I mean? I, I have... A hood pedigree, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm from New Jersey, not 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 uh you know the dirtiest of you know grimiest hoods, not from Newark, not from Camden, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But I I know the hood, and I've been through the hood, and I and I know what happens in the hood, you know what I'm saying? Like I that's that's part of who I am as a person. So regardless of where I go in the hood, you know what I'm saying? I can have certain relatable facts, like you said. You saying the old matriarch of the of the block? I don't need to know that it's this lady, it's Miss Fanny, it's Miss whoever. Once I see, you know what I mean, Granny walk up, it's time to have conversations because she might be that to me. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, so I don't think they necessarily have to have a a, a, a tie to that hood or not to live in that hood. Or uh, I think it just needs to like like if we're assigning people to different places. If you're from West Bubble Fuck, why don't you you know assign the East Bubble Fuck? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if if you if, if you if you are a police officer and you from you know Baltimore. You can work in Camden. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's not... Like, you know what I'm saying? Like... It, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that needs to be the look. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have... You've grown up. Your whole pedigree has shown that in the in the hood, you know these things. Let's put you in this kind of environment that you come from, that you're used to. Mm-hmm. Regardless of race, regardless of, you know, color, whatever. Like, we know you know hood, so you're better to... You know what I mean? De-escalate these uh, situations, to deal with these people, because you know them. You know what I mean? Right. Um, how do y'all feel about psychological exams for officers? And I bring that up because Remy, especially because you, you've been in the services, you know, a lot of people come back from serving overseas and they may have some mental <laughs> not, problems, not the best whether shape, it be no. PTSD, right. yeah, whether it be PTSD or, you know, any type of other problems that come with serving and, it seems like a good number of them do make some sort of transition over to whether it be personal security or police or, I mean, shit, even mall security. Um, do you think that psychological exams need to start happening? I like, I like, I, I think that, like, like to my, to my knowledge, like it's just, it should have been happening. Like that should be like the first thing before you give anybody any type of weapon. You gotta do like a psych. You gotta do a psych exam on on, on these guys. I, don't, I like. I don't know if they already do that, but like, um, it it seems like a lot of these guys like slip through, like just slip through the cracks, and mm-hmm. like, and, and, and you get you, you get your you know your Austin Sterlings, you know like 
people who aren't ready, people who aren't ready to perform in, in stressful situations. Like, like I was in the military. Like I've never right. been shot at. You know, I've never been. Right. You know, I've never been in an active war zone, man. I, I sat behind a computer screen my entire time. I can fold the shit out of your clothes. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. I think. I, I think the joint is like, it's a, it's a need. Like it's a heavy need. Just like same thing with the teacher situation. Why we have these teachers that are unlicensed because there's such a need for them. I saw um, yeah. a joint maybe it was uh, three or four years ago, and it was saying that like um, Prince George's County where I live, and where many of the people who have been moved out of DC due to gentrification have moved, and they were saying that the population in three years in PG has increased six hundred percent. Wow, I believe that. And it was a commercial, and it was a commercial for. The police department. They were like, you know, you need a job, please join. Because the population increased by 600%. So, at which point, whoever comes down here for this job interview, <laughs> not whoever, but you know what I'm saying? Like, a badge and a gun, need, dog. Like, yeah. We need youngest. Like, if you, if you go to, if right now, if you go to District of Columbia, Camden, you know, uh, West Camden, Philadelphia, um, school system, they're not going to ask you, you know, 25,000 questions. You know what I'm saying? They're going to be like... You sure? This is what you want? <laughs> uh, let me see what you got. And then you're good to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I was telling uh, pe- people in the hood, uh, District of Columbia Public Schools did not drug test for like ten years. Wow. Ten years, no drug test. Wow. So it's like I think it's just a knee based thing. So I think they're not doing these psychic valves. I think they're not doing, you know, a lot of their due diligence before the fact, before the badge, because they just need people. Because there's such a need. You right. know what I mean? Right. Let's move on to the Dallas shooting with Micah Johnson taking out five officers. Mm-hmm. My man, Micah um, X. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they, they first tried to tie him to Black Lives Matter, which was a ploy by the media, and it didn't work. He himself, before they took him out, said that he was not affiliated. Right. And he wanted to hurt white officers. Uh, the message after that shifted. It shifted more to black people having to say, we don't want violence, we don't want this, we don't want that. And it kind of took the the argument away from police brutality against minorities. Um, so how did y'all feel about the Dallas sniper shooting? I think that, uh, I think that um, I understand, like, uh, Friday, man, I was just like, I watched the news all day. I just like mouth agape, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Teary eyed. It, it, it's a lot, you know what I'm saying? But I, I don't feel as though this is the proper way of going about it for two reasons. One, they're kicking our asses now, uh, the system, because we are unorganized. At, mm-hmm. our, at, our, at our epoch, you know what I'm saying? We had two great leaders, you know what I'm saying? Malcolm and Martin. In, co- in, in the COINTELPRO document, they said they don't ever want to have another Negro with the, same, with the amount of power that Malcolm X has. That, that's what J. Edgar Hoover wrote. And they made, it, they made it true. Like, who are our black leaders? So because we're unorganized, that makes it a, a way easier for, for, for them to exploit, take advantage, and kill. Number two, the arms. We're, we're going against the system. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, he disliked people. You know what I'm saying? He got five. But they, they came back and they had riot gear. They had, you know, 30, 40 cops out there. Like, it's not going to be advantageous for us to engage in that type of um, 
activity because we're not organized and we're underarmed. Look, man, like, like I'm not advocating, you know, uh, go go out, go out there and, and shoot up shoot up every white person you see. That's ridiculous. That's not the way to get things done, right? Like we gotta we gotta share this this country and this planet with with people in different races. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's not. Let's not go shoot people. <laughs> but like with that said, mm-hmm. man, um, this was like this was you know allegedly one guy. Whatever. Like I think I think I think it had to be more, just based on like how how these guys were getting shot. But uh, allegedly, allegedly one guy he took he took on several different police de- police departments and was winning for 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 a fair amount of time until they. Sent Johnny Five in, you know, like uh, I think this goes back to like uh, training. Um, like none of the officers on the ground were prepared to deal with an active shooter, and like mm-hmm. and, and say I mean and say what you want about that. Like if like if it's a protest, you have to be ready for a riot. Like like this is this uh, this police department in Dallas was totally uh was was ill prepared for this and and going back to the the psych the doing the psych evaluations like there was clearly something wrong with your boy uh Makai X though like you know mm-hmm. like like um like I know when I was in the military we didn't do any type of psych exams and like to to next point like they they need they need bodies more than they need good bodies you know uh, but uh but like, like we have, like we have to deal with like the mental health, you know, problem in in, in this country, especially like with people people who have been in the service, man. Uh-huh. And and we have to we have to train our our you know our law enforcement officers better better than than what they're doing, man. Like, like they're ready to ju- they're ready to you know the open fire when, when you know when it's totally inappropriate. But like when when you have an active shooter on the ground, like. It it he took he takes and out five of y'all. Be tactical. Yeah, like he takes out right. five of y'all and y'all can't do nothing. Like, come on, man. Right. Then they want to be tactical right. after there's a sniper shooting. Then they want to they want to hit. The they, they, like they're gonna be they're gonna be tactical with me moves. now. Like like. <laughs> right. I'm driving. Right. I'm then driving a van. Run. Then they know, rodeo run. with the rest of the soccer team in the back of that joint. You know, like. Uh, I, I. Right. Yeah. I. <laughs> I don't know it's frustrating. I, I don't. Man. It's super frustrating because I I agree, you know, that's not the way to get things done, but I'm not going to lie that I haven't felt like, you know, sometimes it feels like the only way to get your point across is eye for an eye. I, I definitely am not calling for violence. Please don't put me on the no-fly list Sh- or the, the, uh, you know, on the terrorist watch list for saying that. See but, you know... It, it, for, for for folks who just keep getting shot unarmed, or oh, oh, um, Alton was not unarmed, but I mean, mm. allegedly he was not. He was armed, but he wasn't armed when he was getting when he, he was, was killed. Yeah, he, he wasn't armed. He 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 posed no th- no direct threat to them at the time that they had him on and, the ground. And, and that's the, so, that's the thing. Like the the officer had had his weapon drawn. He heard gun and started shoot. He heard the word gun and started yeah. shooting. Like that's why his weapon shouldn't have been drawn yeah. in the first place because you're gonna be jump. Your your adrenaline is already high. You're gonna be jumpy. You're gonna pull. You're gonna pull a trigger on something. Right. You know. Like so. Yeah. My point is, it's it's <laughs> really hard for somebody to just sit there and keep getting slapped and keep getting slapped 
and not want to slap back at least one time. So you have situations like Christopher Dorner a couple years ago who was really going out for the police. You have now you have Micah Johnson who went out for the police. Those are just two in the past three, four years. I forgot when Christopher Dorner was. No, versus was, was like two, numerous two how, how many hashtags have we had you know since Trayvon Martin since Mike Brown shit before that I'm a do Diallo right you know I mean it, it feels like sometimes you want to slap back and I'm not going to lie when I say there was a very tiny part of me that was that like was, that was rooting for this man, dude like maybe, yeah maybe yeah. yeah, maybe so. Maybe finally it was it was someone finally took matters into their own hands, because we have all these rappers and thugs and everything talk about what they gonna do and never do anything, and they hear these dudes who actually did do something. Now again, I'm not advocating that violence, but there was a small piece of me that was like, finally somebody did something. Yeah, but like the the the, the fact of the matter is that. It's a system. It's not one person. It's not the police. It's not one police. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so what happens is the narrative changes. You know, once once you up uh, up up take uh, violence, then it becomes you are you know what I mean a terrorist. You are a killer. You are a murderer, and it's within the right of them to kill you. Mm-hmm. If you look at um like John Lewis, when he was doing um um. The Freedom Rides, and then, like, you know, SNCC, them youngins. These guys left from the safety of their homes and went into the deepest of the Deep South, Mississippi, Alabama. And they went to these places, and they protested for, you know, equality. Knowing full well that they were going to be met with. Like, they trained them on the bus. Like, this is what's going to happen. They're going to hit you. They're going to, don't give up. Don't give in. Cover your head, you know. Don't swing back. And they're telling these, cause, because if you do swing back, if you do show aggression or violence, it's going to validate what they're doing. It's going to justify what they're yeah. doing, right. And so it was very important that these selfless individuals went down there and they just took the L. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that another black person should die. I'm not, I'm not saying nothing like that. What I'm saying is because this is happening and because it's so heavily publicized on the grammar internet, whatever, you start seeing things like, you know, white people fall, black lives matter. You start seeing people of other races. You start seeing um, the European celebrities, you know, advocate for the rights of black people. And ultimately, it's their cosign. It's their patronage that's going to help us put us over the top. That's what, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King said. He was like, you know, we can't fight back. We can't vilify all white people because that's going to make us look bad and they're going to it's going to be very easy for them to say you know it's black versus white so we should just you know it's this is the stance they took so we should you know be able to do this to them if you right if you care if you carry it like you know it's just inhumane for the for you to kill a person like this for a person to die it becomes a universal message and you have more you know feet on the ground, you have more power in legislation, you have more power, you know, on all these different avenues. Um, which is why again I'm I'm saying I'm going the Martin route and I would advocate that we find a way to to whether it be economically, whether it be the protest socially, to address these issues as opposed to retorting the violence. I hear you. And but on the flip side you had Malcolm who was talking about by any means necessary. You had Malcolm who was 
by the window with an AK. You know, um, yeah, Malcolm talking about we have to protect our black women by any means necessary. We have to protect our own interests by any means necessary. We have to get ours by any means necessary. And he was killed in front of his daughter and his wife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Malcolm was also killed next to his confidants in, in, in uh, you know what I mean? So, I, I, I it feels like, it, it feels hard, man. It feels like you, you, you don't know what to do because we keep turning the cheek. We've been turning the other cheek since Mike Brown. And it feels like very no little. Left. Yeah, it feels <laughs> like very little process has been progress has been made. But I agree with you that taking out five police officers, most of them that most of them weren't really like SWAT police officers. They were just dark police officers. They were like transportation police, just you know, attending to the to the protest because they were in the area. So they had you know anybody with a badge basically you know watch out for the protest. And they got taken out. But it feels like, you know, the protests aren't moving anything. So we got to do something else. That something else shouldn't be killing five officers. But then it's like, what else is there? Adam Smith, man, money makes shit move, man. Yeah. And and if you look at um, the bus boycott spurred by uh, Rosa Parks, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with the fact that blacks were riding, like weren't riding the bus. It has nothing to do with that whites were upset that when they were on the bus, there's no black people. The fact of the matter is, it was like something crazy, like 75 to 85% of the patronage of the public transportation were African Americans. And then when they left for those number of months that they left, um, the profit of the bus company, it went down like 600%, something stupid. And they were like, look, um, we feel you, what you're saying on these races. We we with you, but (laughs) my bottom line is, you know what I'm saying, like... I want to be in the black and I want to be in the red. You know what I'm saying? I don't fuck with blacks, but I want to be in the black. You hear me? So <laughs> that's that's what it is, man. That's what changes shit. Right, and um, we could we could take a moment to talk about both of y'all watched the Killer Mike video, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, so let's talk. Let's take a moment to talk about his his driving message, which was that message of economic protest. He said. Take a hundred dollars and put account. it in a black bank. Put one hundred dollars into a citizen's trust account. Let one hundred million dollars move into that. And then go tell your friends to take a hundred dollars and put it in a black bank. And then have them tell their friends to put a hundred dollars in the black bank. And before you know it, he said you get a hundred people to put a hundred dollars in a black bank. Now that's a hundred thousand dollars. Take that one hundred million dollars and promise fifteen to eighteen thousand dollar loans for black businesses or small homes. And now we moving. Now we doing something. Cause now that black bank is, is going to start. You know they're going to be able to start giving out loans to black businesses, exactly. to sm- like, the small black business loans. Like banks make money. On, uh, to- uh, banks make money on uh, based on how much money they actually hold in in, in you know uh, in their mm-hmm. patrons' account, sort of. And that's actually that's actually a good look. Mm-hmm. But. Um, like definitely, definitely, you know, throw a hundred dollars at, at your nearest black bank, like you know, uh, if you if you if you got one in your area. But um, right, I saw I seen some other joints on on like the on like the gram and like people sending me like text messages now, man, talking about like we're gonna boycott, you know, uh, like Target, you know, for like the month of August. Uh, you know, yeah. and like, don't buy any Coca Cola products for 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 like ninety days and stuff like that, man. I'm, don't mm-hmm. buy Jordans. <laughs> like, 
what, no, no, what, does, that, what does that help? Said, don't buy Jordans until... What does that help? They, 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 were, saying, they were saying Jordan, uh, Michael Jordan's impact and reach. So they were saying... like I, I think Kareem Abdul-Jabbar put out a, um, a statement maybe a month ago. And it was talking about how he doesn't respect Michael Jordan because he, he chose the shoe money as opposed to the social activist route. Yeah. You know so what they're basically implying is that if we... It's not only boycotting Jordan. It's telling them that we're, we're boycotting you because of this with the aspiration that these companies would go out and say, you know what? We don't support this. We don't... We're, we're going to put like... Just like with the um, with the bathroom bill. And they said, yeah. you know, companies were pulling out of North Carolina. They're not going to have the All-Star... Like, we're uh, thinking about not having an All-Star game there and shit. Excuse me. But, um... Um... And these companies stood up for their patrons. And now people are going back like, yeah, yeah, I fuck with you now. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's what the that's what the point is. Similar to the the to the to the black bank joint, uh Killer Mike also said, you know, not don't just, you know, withdraw your money from SunTrust or Wachovia or whatever. Tell them that you're taking your money out because you have failed to make it put uh make a stance on this issue that's affecting us. Mm-hmm. And a large number of your your patrons, a lot uh, a lot of your um, your money comes from African Americans, and you feel like it's not a problem that we're getting killed, so we feel like you shouldn't have our business. Mm-hmm. And I think more than giving your money to the black bank and spurring that black uh, you know business loans and stuff like that, the bigger issue is having the CEO of SunTrust come down and say, "Look, we're not putting any banks in." Areas where police have been uh, have have not been convicted of killing African Americans, mm-hmm. and then when you start seeing the banks close and they start, and then those people start having a d- more difficult time assessing their funds, accessing their funds, or getting a loan because there's only two banks in town, then it becomes real. Mm. So, the question then is, what what other course do we have besides? So so is economic protests really the best course of action that we have like like i just don't know like if boycotting target stops a police officer from shooting me in the face you know like does not <laughs> like yeah like it, like it doesn't really, like i can see like like going back to like the rosa parks joint with a buses joint like 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 some like some black some black guy was sitting around you know like Mar, like mom was sitting on his sofa he was like man a lot of us ride buses, you know what I'm saying? Like, if the whole church, if I get the whole church to, you know, stop riding the bus, you know what I'm saying, we, we can, uh, we could, uh, we could affect some changes as far as this transportation system. But, like, I don't know, but like, like, I'm pretty sure, like, the guy at Target, like, the CEO at Target is sitting around, like, uh, like, what did I do? Like, I, like, <laughs> why are y'all yelling at me, man? I like loud noises. <laughs> you know, like... But I mean, that's what it is. I mean, I, I, but your point, I understand your point. But the the larger issue is that the bo- the bus boycott didn't just lead to you know um, non segregated buses. It led to the it led to you know the the abolishment of segregation as a as a practice in America. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't just that transportation issue that was alleviated. It was many other you know what I'm saying problems no, that were alleviated. You're right, boom. But it's I true. think to to Remy's point. It ended segregation, but it didn't end white folks being racist as hell to black folk. And I think that's the point. It's not going to stop Officer, you know, Officer Johnson from rolling up and being scared of, of you know, Raheem 
and shooting him in the face because Raheem said, "Let me reach for." He said, "He's saying like, like, like Philandro did." He said, "I am reaching for my wallet," and the cop still open fired on him. You know, boycotting Target is not going to change that. No, I, I get that, but I think it's 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 not a it's not a one like no, it's, it's not, not a one. It's not one. To it's one. not a one. It's not a. It's not a one step progression. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like like we're saying, the bus boycott led to the bus company realizing that it was not in their fiscal interest to treat black customers this way. So now we got to treat them a way that would connote us getting their money. And then what happened was they said, oh well, if they're riding the buses and, and public transportation without incident and and we're getting treated this way you know what, what about our schools what about the libraries what about the drinking fountain what about the restaurants you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and once that got um, desegregated there had there was a next step like it was like now how do we deal with like you look at like you know the, the Little Rock Nine or Ruby Bridges like how do we deal with the fact that we have to desegregate, you know what I'm saying? Like it was not like same thing with like the, the abolition of slavery. Like, okay, slavery is done. Like we got that the Civil War, we ended it. Now what happens? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So to to Remy's point, to your point, all right, look, we're gonna have people of uh, of your background, people that you have faith in and, and respect, i.e., the CEO of SunTrust, speaking out against these things, telling you that these things can't happen. Now, now that we know it can't happen, we go into the education, we go into the psych evals, we go into the um, tactical training, we go into the police assignments, so that this thing, so that we can facilitate it not happening anymore. We know that it's not, it can't happen anymore. But how? What does that look like? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I, I feel like to your point, I don't, I don't think it's you know you boycott uh, Target and now all of a sudden, you know, cops are double dutching with with in the hood. <laughs> I feel like that puts them on alert like it's, I don't I don't I don't even know where we are in, in our in our outline but right as far as like the public reaction to this I was talking to uh, somebody the other day about this and I had one of my uh, homeboys that I went to school with I grew up in New Jersey my my high school was about 60 70% black maybe about 15 20% white and then the rest of the other and it was it wasn't too many you know racist things it was it was so heavily you know black and i had a kid in my uh that i went to school with on facebook he put a post talking about you know before you villainize these cops for killing these black people realize that these cops you know uh, risk their lives every day they go into the worst areas and it was basically like a it was like a police um humanizing uh sympathetic empathy you know driven Mm -hmm. um rant slash video that he posted and I was just like like you know what I'm saying like you, yeah. you, you just don't you don't understand like right. you, you just don't see it right. you know what I mean like, like you just you just don't get it so I feel for the larger perspective that they just don't understand that there are aggressive loud speaking non-criminals you know what I'm saying yeah. like there are yeah. there, there are there are Tattooed and cornrow people that have no felonies. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I, I think that that's not fully understood, and I, they don't really understand the fact that, like, you know, our homeboy Chris had a you know instance with the police. Yeah. They yeah, they fear for his Chris. life. I, I I've been in numerous. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, 
incidents with the police officers. Shout out to New Numerous. Jersey, the home of racial profiling, dog. Like, <laughs> man, not, not not even just on some you know racial profiling. Some some stuff that you know I, I did. I was wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> just I, I was out there. You y'all know me. You yep, know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. But we 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 operate in a in a fear like they, like they don't they don't even understand i have another one of my, one of my closest boys uh Shnur Manati, you know what i'm saying shout out to my man Shnur Manati. um white kid grew up with him he was one of the best men at my wedding and literally i grew up with this kid and i remember i was about 16 17 no i'm probably 17 18 and i came to his house and me and the boy don digger and we just got pulled over for the cops they ran through our you know ran through our car you know, checking all this stuff with us, we're like, you know, it's legit. And they gave us like, we stopped us for like forty-five minutes. Five cop cars, and I was telling the story to his mom and you know his brothers, and they were just like, no, nah, you had to do something. You turn, you didn't put a blinker on. And I was like, they were, going, they went mm-hmm. through our, you know, glove compartment. They went through the, under the seats. I was like, y'all know me, like you know what I mean, y'all, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like that's my second family. Like, when my mother kicked me out the house, I stayed with them for a couple of days. Like that's how you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Y'all know me. You know I me. Mean? I'm not a nefarious. You know, I'm, I play around a lot, but I'm not. I'm not that dude. And they just couldn't wrap their head around the fact that this happens to the point that his younger brother Jeff called me like we were in college. I was probably about 20, 21. He was like, "Yo, I was driving my black friend. He just pulled over for no reason. Yo, they just pull people over because they're black." Like, <laughs> you ain't no family. He finally got it. <laughs> no, like, like, like he was, like he was outraged. You know what I mean? Because he's cool, and he was just like, "This is not. It can't stand for this. This is ridiculous." If it was me driving, like he was going in, I was like, "Yes, but this is what we deal with on a daily basis." Yeah. They don't understand that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They don't see that. They don't. They, that's not their reality. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so let's talk about that that internet reaction that 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 dichotomy of internet reaction really mm-hmm. quickly. Let's touch on that. Um, and I know that you guys have seen this where. Your black friends, whether we all went to Howard or not, because you know we all have friends before Howard, we all have friends after Howard. But all my friends are from Howard. You could mostly all my friends <laughs> from Howard, but you could see that the disparity, <laughs> the disparity between the black reaction and the non-black reaction is is astounding because you'll have your white friends probably from high school maybe from work if you allow your work friends as facebook friends um you'll see their reaction way more really favors heavily towards the non-black side whereas we're talking about these are injustices these are happening chronologically the uh, not chronologically these are happening systematically and we are having a hard time and we're tired. It's it's hard to deal with these things. And it feels like they're not seeing it. And to your point, Boom, um, I have a friend who recounted this story, almost the same story as you. She said she got pulled over and was mistreated badly and then went to tell their friends. And their friends were like, oh, no, you had to have done something, something, you right. know, there's there's got to be a reason. And it's like they can't wrap their minds around the fact that these things happen to us all the time. I got pulled over on my birthday for my tinted windows being too dark. And I have had tinted windows since 2010. And I've never, ever been pulled over. And it's like, really? Y'all just going to pull me over just because, like, nobody has a problem with this. I've never had a problem with this. And now this one officer needs to pull me over for this? It felt like he was looking for something. 
I got pulled over. I'm going to tell you two things real quick before I get to my reaction joint. I got pulled over one time because uh, they said that my tags um, were turned into the DMV. Mm. And I was and I was saying, sir, like you can clearly see the tags on my car. <laughs> They're on my vehicle. Right. No, our system says they're at the DMV, so... But you see them. <laughs> you and couldn't. you typed in my tag number right. based on the fact that it's hanging in front of and in the back of my car. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like something's wrong. So, at this point, three more police cars come, <laughs> a cop on a Segway roll up, mm. and I'm sitting there like fresh out of work. I got shirt and tie on. Like, it's not even on no super thugged out. I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Second time, I got, I was, I was driving, I was literally not even a block from my house into my into my uh, little development I got pulled over because I had a fragrance tree hanging from my uh, mirror huh. now a cop saw me drive by and had to, for, with, with some eagle vision saw that I had a fragrance tree and and didn't because I had a, you know I had affinity you know what I'm saying a nice car and I, I stopped Three more police cars come up. I'm mm. like literally a block from my house. I'm seeing people walk by that. My neighbors walk by, walking their dogs. I'm just like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. But yeah. to the uh, to the internet point, what I think is baffling, what I think is ex- upsetting to me, is the fact that like we just talked about, you know, um, Micah Johnson, his name. Yeah. I didn't see any post on my timeline, um, on 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 Facebook where. I think I think well I must say this I think most people are a little bit more um, apprehensive of what they put on Facebook, mm-hmm. whereas you know maybe on Twitter or Instagram you probably you know <laughs> give them a thousand. While out. Yes. But on Facebook it's, 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 there's a lot more moms on that joint. Yeah. But on my Facebook timeline I didn't see one um, post that was you know glorifying or shouting out Michael Johnson. I saw numerous posts. I can't even. I can't. I can't. Too many to number. About how another black person died. Mm-hmm. I say this to say this. When Michael Johnson killed the police officers, there was a litany of posts from my, you know, white friends. You know, blue life, protect blue life, or or this man. And it was like when black people get killed, we don't say like we're not. You know necessarily vilify we're not posting pics of police officers faces you know what right. i'm saying we're not saying oh this police officer got uh you know had misconduct in 2000 we're not doing that we're just saying damn another black didn't die like you know what i mean like you know r.i.p you know whoever hashtag whoever we're not legitimizing we're not trying to vilify anybody we're just saying we're pointing out the fact that this continues to happen yeah and when they had something happen and I, I'm not trying to put it, you know, them versus us thing, but when white officers were killed, it was like they were legitimizing it. Like yeah. he's a black, he's a thug. and then on top of that, you had the Joe Walsh comedy. You see the Joe Walsh yeah, joint on Twitter? Yeah. Why, 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 why are we even, why are we even entertaining this dude though? <laughs> is, that not, is, that, is that not a federal offense? It is a federal is offense. A, he should be, he should be arrested. Like he, 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 if y'all, if y'all know what we're talking about, he released a quote. Congressman released a quote saying. Um, watch out Obama watch out Black Life uh, Matters folk y'all wanted a war now y'all got one yeah he said we're coming for you he said yeah we're coming for you the president of of these United States 
you're a congressman. You know, like, like how how was it that just, just zero respect like for the, the office? The, man. That's the response. Zero respect yeah. for the office. Look. Like how many how many times did y'all see you know Fernando Castro died? Watch out, you know, police officers, so and so, we're coming for you. Right. How many times did you see Baton Rouge PD were coming for y'all? How many like how many times did you see these things? How many did you see Tamir Rice were coming for you, Cleveland? We're gonna get y'all. Like we we, we don't have these things. Yeah, and and then the insulting part was he was on cable TV. Like later that day, right? Insulting. But like we, th- th- that that's that's the what we talked about before as far as not knowing what happens in you know in our lives and the fear that we have for these officers because they keep killing us and how we're treated. Mm-hmm. That's white privilege, right? And then and and their response response you know on the internet to the shooting, which is a horrific event. I don't co-sign. Was it was even more deeply upsetting? Like you don't like, like, like you said, Ken. I don't agree with it, but I can see why he did these things. Similar mm-hmm. to like on some terrorist type stuff. Like you see, like how these jihadists come in and they're willing to die for you know what it is they believe. It's not because they're radical or they're crazy. It's because the U.S. does some fucked up shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, like for real, we still haven't we still haven't closed Gitmo. Mm-hmm. When other countries, you know, giving them our ideology and demeaning theirs, killing their leaders and planning ours and our way of life, and then when they come back and they fight for what it is they've known or what they believed, we paint a picture like they're an animal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but we, we don't, us in the black community, we don't have those views. It's not like, you know what I mean? Like I said, we're coming for all police chiefs. If I see a police man, you know, kill him. I'm not going to say there weren't those things. I saw some of those things on the grandma on Twitter. But the overwhelming majority of the black response was, damn, another black person dead. Yeah. They yeah. killed another one, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, we're, we're coming for you, we're going to kill you, we're going to start this war against you know whites, nope. uh, race. It wasn't none of that. Nope. But when the whites died, that's what their response was. Yeah. And and it's, it's a sick, sick joke. But the joke was made that when that gorilla got shot, white people were up in arms. When that tiger got shot, white people were up in arms. When that giraffe gets shot, white people are up in arms. It's not even a joke. Like, this, a like, it, it, shot. It, it's, it's totally serious, though. It's like, 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 black men get swept under the rug in this country, like, like, but, uh, but, but Harambe, you know what I'm saying? Get, get all the shine, dog. They have memorials for that dude, man. Like, like, no joke. Like, they have memorials right. for this, for this gorilla in captivity, dog. But like you know, like right. your boy Philando, your boy Philando, you know, is compliant. You know, saying does it does everything right. You know, as as far as uh, as far as like what you're supposed to do. When, and he, when was, a and he, and was, he a was a passenger. And he was a passenger. And he was a passenger. And there was a child in the back seat in the line of fire. <laughs> like I like I can't stress that enough, dog. Like yeah. I, like are you out of your mind, dog? Like control, like control you, control yourself, control your weapon. But he was a passenger. He, the police officer said he pulled him over because he said that his broad nose reminded him of a burglary suspect. Wow. <laughs> so, so again, in a moving car. His broad nose? You, 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 not like, like for real, that's the, that's the thing. Like, you, you were able to see the width of his nostrils and be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but let's, let's, let's pull this one over. But, but let, let me also stress the fact that he was a card-carrying, he, he was licensed Licensed to conceal carry. Licensed. And told the police that he had a gun. And told, and told the police that he had a gun. 
He said, I am licensed to carry. Here's my card. Here's my license. There is a gun here. What I am going to do is reach for my license and registration. He reached for it and was killed. Why do Let we me need, tell y'all. Moreover, I why do we need a, his license and registration? As, as a passenger. As a passenger. Let me tell y'all right now. I am a black man. I have a concealed carry license. And I was pulled over for my tenant windows being too dark. Now you tell me that I couldn't be that dude right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Th- that's the problem. The problem is that it's just... <laughs> It's almost like for no reason. For no reason. I, I, I think I, got, I feel like you're a threat, so I'm going to shoot you, and I'm going to get off. I got arrested in, in Las Vegas. <laughs> and upon my investigation with the police, I sat down and told them, like, you are just, like, and for the audience that don't know me, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm a history major. You know what I mean? I, that's, that's what I do. I know, I know my history. I know our history very well. Right? And so when they pull me over, I'm in an interview joint. I'm 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 Huey P. I'm I'm super militant, and I'm like, you can't even hold me here, because when I got arrested, no one read me my Miranda rights. It's illegal for you to, to detain me without reading me my Miranda rights. I've been in this you know precinct for three hours. No one has given me anything. Mm. The police officer said, oh, "For real?" Walked out the room, closes the door, comes back, puts me in cuffs. Puts me in solitary. Takes all of my clothes. Leaves me there for two hours. Comes back. Do you, st- do you still need your rights? Mm. And 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 that's just how it went down. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can sue for because there's no record of this happening. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Man. So, let's go ahead and uh, we'll we'll wrap this up with with one last. One last question about this, because you two guys are fathers of black boys. Um, the first question is, how do you explain stuff like this to them? The second question is, uh, what do you do to protect them? Or, you know, how, how bad is it as a parent to worry about these types of things, especially what will happen to Tamir Rice? I, 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 I'm going to start off with this joint, because like I said before... I've I've had numerous <laughs> encounters with the police. Like like I can't even I can't even like put a number out there. In New Jersey, as Remy said, you know racial profiling capital. I remember I had I I got in an argument with my dad like t- to the point where I was like in tears. Like you know what I mean that's how angry I was. I took my stepmother, you know what I'm saying, who's an O'Fay, to um, <laughs> her doctor's appointment, and I'm driving and I get pulled over. My stepmother's in the passenger seat. The police officer, I'm in the driver's seat. The police officer pulls me over, takes my license and registration, and then proceeds to have dialogue with my stepmother. Do you know how fast he was going, ma'am? Do you know that's a stoplight? I said, I'm driving. Why aren't you talking to me? Ma'am, do you realize that, sir, I guess she's not, has nothing, she has no control of this car. I'm driving. Talk to me. I went off. She calls my dad because at this point, Officer and I are arguing. He calls three more cops. Mm. They realize there's nothing wrong with my car. They let us go. We go on our day. I get back home. We have an argument with my pops. And I'm like, Dad, this doesn't make no sense. Mm-hmm. They put on their pants one at a time, just like I do. Why do I have to, you know, bend over backwards? And he, 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 he put his head in my car and looked past me and talked to my stepmother. Mm. 
And I was like, this is this is ridiculous. And my dad, you know what I'm saying? I'm 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 screaming. You know, I got tears in my eyes, my my fists are clenched up because I'm so angry. And the calm voice, he just says, they kill you for less. Mm. He said, I don't I don't it's like I, I, I'm not here to argue right and wrong. I'm here to, I'm here to make sure that you stay alive. Mm-hmm. And then he walked away. And I was just like, fuck, like I can't even like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then past those times, past that time, I've had several other encounters with the cops. And I realized that same with my Miranda Wright story, these laws, these rules, they don't, they don't, they don't play. They don't care. Like you're, 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 we're, we're, you know, carrying it. Like it's a certain set of rules that must be abided by. Like I said, you must meet me or my Miranda rights. This is my constitutional right. This is what it says. Right. They're like, no, you don't have no rights, nigga. Mm. They're not playing by the same rules. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So why are you trying, why are you, you know, to the point of you're in tears to to make them pay by the rules when they're not playing? Just realize they're not playing by the rules and, and you'll be so much better. Mm. Now when I get pulled over by the police officers, it's yes, sir, no, ma'am. You know what I mean? Not because I'm a punk. Just because I don't need no problems. I've been detained for six hours. I've been detained for 18 hours. And then let go. With no charges. It's just not, it's just, it's, it's not worth it. But to your point with the kids, it's, it's weird because, you know, the kid, at the, at, the, at the age my kid is, he doesn't see color. Right. You know what I mean? There's, there's no, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't matter. He has friends of different color. It, 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 it just doesn't matter to him. And the fact that, you know what I mean? I have to, I have to explain to him this way. You know what I mean? I don't know, man. It's, it's weird. What you think, Ram? You got your kids. Are, your your son Elijah's a little bit older than my son, but like like it, it's a, know, it's man. the same thing, man. Like 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 boom. You was you was over the crib. You was over the crib yesterday, man. Like 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 my my kid, like all our kids were running around like playing together and all that. Is like, do I really even want to you know like ruin this this innocence by by introducing. This bullshit. Like my son doesn't watch CNN, dog. I do. You know what I'm saying? Like my son, my son, my son, my son's not on YouTube. You know, like you know, throwing a black power fist. You know, videos and all that, man. Like, like, nah, man. He's watching SpongeBob, dog. Like, like I don't like I, I like I don't even know how to introduce this to him and like and just and just ruin his childhood with this. Is like you know what? Like right. these motherfuckers, these motherfuckers will kill you. These police officers will, will kick will kick in the door will, will kick in the door and take you away from your from your mother and father like no problem like they they don't have any issues with that you know and, and so like like so to answer your question about like how do you bring this up with your son it's like I'm, I I don't want to bring this up to a five year old man like like and like I'll I'll right. I'll do it like like my mom's my mom's and he like my mom's like if y'all if, no, I don't know boom no boom probably knows my mom my mom was in corrections. <laughs> Uh, my mom was a prison counselor. Yeah, you know, that, that that was that was her career. Uh, re, uh, she a recent retiree from that joint, and so like I've been around like my whole life. I've been around law enforcement. I've been around you know the the prison industrial complex. Like I understand the inner workings and and everything of that. You know, uh, th- uh, you know um, by proxy through my mother. Um, and my mom, t- and my mom told me like a lot, like a long time ago, it's like, like if you ever you know run into a police officer anything like that, you comply one hundred percent. Everything needs to be yes sir, no sir, um, right away sir. You know, you know, you know, like when you get pulled over, have your um, have 
don't, don't sit on your wallet. You know what I'm saying? Like have your wallet out, have your wallet out in the car when you get pulled over. Yep, hang, yep. hang your hands out, hang your hands out the window with your with your license uh, uh, with your license and registration. You know, like uh, and, she, and she told me it's like uh, she she said she said and I put I put this in the chat. She's like I would rather you know come come and bail you out of booking than to than to have the ID yeah. you at the morgue. And right. and and, yeah. th- and that's and that's where like that's where I tell my like and th- that's where I'm gonna bring that's where I'm approaching when I when I when I do talk to my sons about it, um and it, and it's just funny because uh by contrast you know like um my wife is very very militant <laughs> and <laughs> and she's like no we need to be out here protesting like no nah, I don't want my sons out there protesting I don't want my sons you know you know you know. Out there, you know, like you know, vote, vote with your wallet. You know, what I'm saying go do, do go out and vote. You know, like you know, for your for your congressman or whatever, or whatever. But like, as far as being in the streets, you know, like yelling yelling at police officers, yelling at white people on the other side of the picket line or whatever, man. Nah, y'all don't need to be out there, man. I, I like, I want y'all home, man. I want y'all, yeah. I want y'all breathing. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think. Um, it's it's a conversation we have with older children. Yeah. I think that when they can, um, they see more of the world, and they can kind of internalize what's happening. But at this age, like I, my my son just turned four, you know what I mean? Like you, there's, there's no, you know what I mean? There's no reference point there, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's gonna be a difficult conversation, but it's gonna be a conversation that must be had. I, there's a clip. I don't know if you can pull the audio from this from um, what's the dude's, dude's name? Um. Kutakinte. LeVar Burton. Yeah. He has a joint where he was telling that, like, the, the same as the thing that Remy said. He's like, I, I, I talked this son. to my son, who is now 33, as part of, of my duty as a father to ensure that he knows the kind of world in which he's growing up. So when I get stopped by the police, I take my hat off and my sunglasses off. I put them on the, right. the passenger side. I roll down my window. I take my hands. I stick them outside the window and on the door of the driver's side because I want that officer to be as relaxed as he can be yeah. when he approaches my vehicle. Um, and, and, and I do that because um, I live in America. He said, I look ridiculous. My son thought I was ridiculous, but it's how I train my children to deal with it so they don't have to deal with these things in the, you know, going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think all of us were, were taught that way because I was certainly taught that way my first encounter with something like that was I was in the car with my mom and my dad and we were literally five minutes away from home in the next town over. And my dad, funny enough, got pulled over for his tinted windows being too dark. (laughs) And that white officer made him rip the tents off of his car in front of us. And he was livid. And that was my first that's my first encounter that I can remember with police. So it's not like these things are new. These things have been going on. And these things will be going on until we, you know, vote with our dollars, vote with our hearts, vote our congressmen that have our best interests who will yeah. affect police uh, changes and, and reforms. And um, I, I agree with you guys that it's probably a conversation for older kids, not for younger kids, but... Man, with what happened to what happened to Tamir Rice, I fear for y'all kids, Crazy. man. Cause, Crazy. cause y'all y'all kids are my kids. Cause we all brothers, man. Y'all kids are my kids. I'll be scared for them, you know. I don't want. I don't want to. This sounds bad, 
You know what I'm saying? But I, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, give any, any, any justice to the police officers. But also, I'm not going to buy my son a realistic looking gun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, not, I mean, not even, like, yeah, I'm, I'm even like, I'm even jolly like, easy on the gun toys, like, off top. Like, my son has swords and nunchucks and ninja stars and, you know what I mean? Like, and, and them joints are, like, bright orange. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just, like, just some things, like you said, put your hands out the window. Some things that we need to, clean up on our own end so we're not in these predicaments you know what I'm saying like to your point like to your point like it's it's a it's a certain set of rules you know for, for us and like we have to realize how we're playing by those rules and not you know like not the yeah. ones that you know yeah. that, are, that gotta read the fine print on the joint you know so, so to speak right Right, yeah. like you can play with your guns here at the house, but once you go outside nah, with your friends, like, yeah, you like, like my, my son, my son can't play with guns laying outside outside of the house. You know, like you know, outside yeah. of our back, outside of our backyard. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, right. can't can't bring them joints to school. Can't bring them joints to the city. You know, like right. My and, son, and my son loves guns. As, <laughs> and as frustrating as it is that we are not playing by the same rules, as frustrating as it is that you can see those white kids play with toy guns and bring them all over the place to do whatever and we can't it's almost like we have to like like you said boom we have to realize that that we're playing by different rules and instead of being mad at the rules we need to just change the game yeah yeah so um man i don't know man this this week was tough i there are a couple days i just didn't want to get out of bed yeah but um you know, we make we make it through. Well, we're strong people. We're gonna do what we can. And and let lastly, let's say this: um, if you're white, if you're Asian, if you're Latina, Latino, uh, you know, it's it's fine for you to feel what we're feeling. Um, we would hope we would invite you to feel what we feel we would invite you to have this dialogue with us we don't hate all of y'all like, we hate I, some of y'all but I, we don't hate all of y'all <laughs> here's the thing like and like um, as much as i joke about it in like the chat and everything you know what I'm saying like i don't think hatred is like a african-american trait you know like mm. like i i like i don't think that i don't think that's within us and, like you could bring like you could bring, you know, like your white your white friend to my, to my house, man, and it's all love, man. Come get come come right. get these reds, and we gonna sprinkle this GDS on this joint. I'm gonna show you a whole new world, you know, like it, it, right. It, it's like, uh, but like I can't, I I don't know, I don't, I can't speak for other races, but I know that my, that that my race, you know, African, like and and at the African American brand in particular. It's like we're we're not a hateful people, man. We're very loving people. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just 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 know that you know. What I mean, why 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 we feel as though you know there's a war going on against black men and black people. We're not at war with y'all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like like I think that when um, Michael Johnson you know killed those white officers, a lot of people tried to make the narrative that there was this line drawn that it was black or white. Yep, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And that and that's not what it is, you know what I mean? Like, there's no, that's not that's that's not the thought process that we're, we're we're working with. We're working with the fact that 
the system is messed up and these police keep getting off. It's not even, it's not even the fact that, to be real with you, and, and a large part of it is not even the fact that they killed the black kids. It's the fact that there's no justice after that. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at the, the number of convictions for these people, that's the, 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 the damning part. That's the fact that we get mad about. It's not even, like, I'm not saying, like, these guys die for nothing, but... Okay, I understand stuff happens. Like I, right. I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I work in you know civil service. I understand that stuff doesn't go the way it's supposed to go, and stuff goes left really quickly. Right. And unless, but, unless we not point out that the numbers, the the raw numbers are blacks get killed by cops at a higher rate than whites because blacks are only a small percentage of the population it, 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 of the it, United and States. And it's like three, 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 three times the rate, right? Like, it's, right. It's, it's that's yeah, that's so, the raw numbers. But the raw numerical value is that whites are killed more than blacks by police officers. Because, so it's Because they make up 40% of the population. Right. So it, it, it's, it's almost like... This is Why don't you too. guys understand what we're saying? You guys are getting killed by them too, and there are no convictions. Why are you not understanding what we're saying about this thing? Because, because, because again, it goes back to the the ignorance. It goes back to the education level. Someone needs to come out plainly and say it is not white versus black. It is not. We're mad about the injustices that are happening. Mm-hmm. Regardless, like, 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 regardless of color, it seems that it seems like you said disproportionately to, 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 to happen towards us. Mm-hmm. We're not saying, you know, white people need to, you know, die. We're not, we're not saying none of that. And I think that's why so many people of other races have joined onto the movement mm-hmm. because they realize that that's not what it is. It's we're, uh, we're mad because we keep getting killed. It's not, we're mad because you're white or we're black. It's because you keep getting killed right. and nothing happens. Right. Stop and, and shooting and us for like five minutes. Right. And like I was, like I was pointing out, the officer who killed Philando Castillo in Minnesota was Asian. So it's it's not even a white cop versus black thing. It's a cops not see not seeing uh just we're not seeing justice done against police officers because of the way that the system is set up. Mm-hmm. Prosecutors need police officers. They're not going to prosecute a police officer and sully that trust that the DA's office has with the police, with the police office, with the police officers. That's real. That's super. And that goes to the Rosenberg point where you're saying that we don't even, we're not, we're not, we're not even mad at all police officers. We're, we're, we're mad at the fact that, you know, when the police officers, you know, release statements, they always seem to protect their own. It's like, well, we don't know the facts. And like, no, like you can come out and say, yeah, like, you know, John yeah, fucked up. That dude is like, bad at his job. Yeah. And that, will, and that will make us feel so much better. Like, so, okay, now we see that it's not all cops. It's just this motherfucking job. Right, you know what I'm saying? Right. But when you continuously, when the, when the legal system, when the police, you know what I'm saying, sweep everything up, no, that's not what happened. There's more stuff coming out. And they're falsifying documents. And people are co-signing what's happening. Like, nah, I think he stole some switches. I think he reached for a gun. I think that's, like... That's that's what makes it worse because w- what happens is these people are dying and then no one's held accountable. So they basically like no one killed them. Right. Nothing like it was just a freak accident that you know what I mean. Like like a like a like you know I was gonna say a funny thing but I'm not gonna joke. But it was like a you know just a something by happenstance happened. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's not what it is. Like you don't you don't murder somebody you know habitually by accident. Right. <laughs> right. Habitual murder. And then and then. 
And then everything gets swept on the rug from the legal system, from the police department. Like I said, if the chief police comes out and says, "Hey, yo, this Remy messed up," and doesn't, he doesn't, we do not support his ideology or his actions, and we cannot stand by what it is that he's done or said. Mm-hmm. He gotta go. We'd be like, "Oh yeah," we'd be like, "Oh yeah," yeah, we'd be like, yeah. We, we, stand up, we stand up and clap, man. Slow clap for that joint. You know? But that's not what. But that's not what's happening. What's happening is these people are getting killed, and it's just like, well. Yeah. Air Garden was selling cigarettes, which is which is actually a felony because it's you know tobacco, uh, firearms, and what, like well, no, but what like, about black on, on black crime? You know, like like shut right. up, <laughs> yeah, that bullshit, yeah. Like yeah, so like that, that's like that, that's that's where the thing comes from, I, and I feel like the ignorant masses, and you, know, you, you said this before, Cannon, the ignorant bamas live in the comment section. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do, and 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 then. It gets exacerbated because you have the average Joe, maybe you or I, and we, we feel like, yeah, you know, Michael, you know, Johnson, we understand how he feels, but we don't feel like what he did was warranted. And we're not, we're not going to ride with him 100% on that. And then the comments, you know what I mean, almost make you take a stance like, damn, well, I guess it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess it is like that. So I guess, no, nah, fuck y'all. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, it, it just exacerbates the situation. I don't know man I think I'm gonna take a break From social media You mm-hmm. know what I mean Cause literally I was waking up Every day And I was seeing stuff On my timeline Like there's another one Right And another right. one That was my That was my hashtag All week Another one yep. Yo like 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 no Like no lie man And like I, Like I know we're not Joking about the joy man But it's like I kept seeing like DJ Like Like the DJ Khaled meme Like Like every day last week yep, another, another one. one Another one Another one I was just like Like this mm-hmm. is it, like it's almost funny at this point, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's let's go ahead and smash that black on black bullshit right now, because the last numbers that came out, the last numbers that came out were ninety four percent of of a uh, crime, ninety four percent of crime committed against blacks are by black people. Ninety one percent of crime committed by white people are by white people. Right. White yeah, on white crime is just as same, bad as black on black crime same because area. it's not exactly. A, it's <laughs> about where you live. Race. It's about who is around you. You're, most of the time, and I've joked, I've joked about this in the past, but most of the time, it's it's not. You know, Raheem is not rolling out from the hood and going to the rich area and committing crimes there. No, it's John in the rich neighborhood who is. Killing his friend over some bullshit in the rich right. neighborhood because he, like the because he didn't bring the lawnmower back you know before the fall right right but it's but it's it's, it's the waggy dollar joint it's what the media perpetuates yeah. like it, the overwhelmingly majority of people that's on the welfare system are white mm-hmm. overwhelming like not even it's not even close Nowhere near close and then when you hear politicians or uh, idiots talk on TV or online and like these black I'm paying these black kids are you know living in their houses because of me and they're eating because of me. like no like no that's your aunt. Billy Bob and them is eating because right. of you <laughs> no but like like to that black on black crime joint it was just like I like I, I love how that argument always comes up you know what I'm saying like after like a black after like uh, like a black guy gets killed and it's just like 
So what are you saying? It's like you saying like uh, it's okay to murder black people because like uh, right. a black person has killed another black like like it's not okay to murder anybody. Stop killing motherfuckers. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like ninety percent of uh, of uh, you know lions are killed by the lions. <laughs> so it shouldn't matter that it shouldn't matter that I went to Africa. So, like, so we should know, drive lions into a station like. Like, like, what are you right. saying, dog? <laughs> I shot one. I shot Cecil one line, but all these other lines get ate up. Like, it's 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 asinine. <laughs> can we can we can we switch it up? I just want I want I want I want to lift it up one time, okay. man. I got a okay. uh, I got a. I got a joint that I've been listening to this week, okay. man. Yeah, been, let's go ahead. What you been listening to, boom? Just to change the you know trajectory of this joint because we're going deep, man. And I'm I'm glad we did, but you know let's give it back to the people what they want, man. Um, they want you. They want you to tw- stop this in the WNBA, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. No. No comments. To WNBA this week. You know what I'm saying. No comments to Kwame this week, man. It's all love, man. Um, but I'm listening to this twelve for twelve, man. Oh, it's the big crit series. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pressing them buttons, ah, it ain't nothing, nigga. Popped up the trunk. Look what it shows. Smooth criminal. Easing the game. D nigga, he is easily lame. Creeping and crawling, my TV will falling like whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy get bang. Chopped up the corner. Yeah, I, need, I, need to to I was trying to, I put it in the chat. Nobody, nobody bit on the joint, but I've, I've been rocking with it, man. I think um, he's progressed in his um. And his shit talking, his swag, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I hate to use the word swag, but and, and if you if you compare this this work to his other uh mixtapes, I don't think it um it doesn't surpass many of them. Mm-hmm. But I think that's because when you know, when he when he dropped the mixtape, it was something that you haven't heard. It was a sound that wasn't, you know, that normal. Um there was a lot of like it was a resurgence to like the old South Swab House, uh, Eight Ball MJG. Yeah, it was. It know. was like old Outkast. Right, right, and so um, I think that's what spurred those, you know, you know, uh, Return uh, Forever and all the other other mixtapes. But it's a solid joint. It's it's really good, and I think that um, he's talking a lot of shit on that joint, <laughs> and and I like it. Like you know, he's talking about you know just other rappers in the game not writing raps. He's talking about. You know how he—he's he, a producer. He's better than most of the dudes. He talks about how he raps and produces on his own joints. You know it's gonna be tough. I like it a lot, man. Okay, and and let's explain real quick. The twelve for twelve joint was Big Crit decided to release a new freestyle one hour every hour for twelve hours. So it was yeah. uh it's a it was a play on um if you remember thirty for thirty yeah it's a thirty yeah. for thirty. But if you remember. Uh, Freeway did it a couple years ago. He did a thirty for thirty where he dropped uh one song a day for all thirty days of December. Mm. Um, so you know it's it's I like that I like that idea of you know what I'm going to come at y'all. Uh, you know twelve freestyles one an hour. I got some new stuff for y'all. I, I like that because it gets the conversation on you, and it gets the ears on you, and it builds up that anticipation of man, I, I can't wait to hear what a big crit got next hour. You know. Yeah, and it's different. Like a lot of a lot of the, the songs are, are are different, so it's not like from flow from how they sound sonically. So it's like it's 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 really it's pretty dope, man. Check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remy, you been listening to anything? Man, um, in my perusing the uh, the internet to find you know think more things to get upset about. You know, what I'm saying I stumbled across uh, Cameron and uh, Joel Santana. Told him stop saving niggas. Hood investor, silver Tesla, 
Check my dresser, I'm the best dresser Who dress better, salad nigga, you dress letters Which is a dress, I dress them like you address letters And it's not great, it's not great But you know, it, like, it reminds me of like 2002 Like I was instantly transported back mm-hmm. to, you know, like Nick driving reckless in the in the in that uh that blue Saturn thing, dog. Eating a bowl, <laughs> eating a bowl of cereal while shit while shifting in the fourth gear, you know, you're like stick shit, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like it, it's 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 definitely like old dipset. Like I like I had my wife sit down and uh and watch the video for that joint today, and she was just like, "This feels like this feels like my freshman year at house." I'm like, "Does it though?" Like, like, so, like, definitely check that out, man. If you just want to, like, just, just a throwback to, you know, like, uh, pink, make, pink you know make coats, yep. you know what I'm saying, and, uh, and capes and whatnot. <laughs> I was, I, I was the first young on Howard's campus to rock all pink. Please let it be known. Yeah, you were. Shout out to Boom. First one to rock the pink polos. I had, I had the pink polo with the pink New York fitted with the, uh, Green and pink skiwi dunks with the pink laces. What you talking about, cuz? <laughs> Yo, all right, and you know, I've been listening to Logic dropped a new mixtape. It's called, uh, oh man, Bobby Tarantino. Check my last album, all y'all know I'm running. Flip the script, it's cuz I couldn't fucking stun it. This, 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 this the type of shit my life is all about. Check the Forbes, let you know I'm falling out. Say logic, you too humble, boy, just let it out. Fuck them all, then I'm a dead it now. Like, oh, and it's, it's not like the first two albums. First two albums were kind of, first album was kind of a concept of him dealing with his family and, and trying to quit smoking and all that stuff. Um, and then the second album was a dope uh, space odyssey, space exploration album. This joint, he's just talking shit, man. And it's kind of dope. Uh, he got Pusha T on that joint. Yeah. Um, and he, he 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 rocking over some trap beats. It's it's really dope. So check that out. And then uh, secondly, we can't let this go by without mentioning Schoolboy Q dropped his joint. Yeah. That blank yeah. face LP. Good lord, is it hardcore? Yeah, so oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the next episode. Okay. Yeah, it's it's hard, man. It's hard. Pause. And um, right right as that joint was being released, he dropped that that part remix mm-hmm, with Kendrick mm-hmm. Lamar, J Rock, and and uh yeah, TDE. Yeah, mm-hmm. the whole squad. So, man, I got some work yeah. to do. <laughs> Can I take a pause for a second before you go? I just want to co-sign my man Cannon, man. That joint he had last week, man. That Jazzy Jeff and Mick Boogie joint. I tried though. to tell you. Like, like, it, man, like, I was in the joint, like, last, uh, what was it? it was like Thursday, so on Thursday night, you know what I'm saying? We was just, you know, getting the dinner together, cleaning up a little bit. I let that joint rock, man. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and played number six, yep, you know what yep. I'm saying? And then I was in a whip, like, on Fridays. Let me see what five is about, man. <laughs> Like no, like like no, off no bull. It's a smooth joint. You put it on like a uh, real live set it and forget yep, it. Like you know yep. what I'm saying? And and you're not disappointed. Nope. nope. Cause Jazzy Jeff, he'll take he'll take like 
remixes that you ain't ever heard of. It'll take the regular joint. It'll be like a little bit out of acapella, then drop it like the remix that you ain't never heard before. Like, dude, I never heard. I never knew that Pete Rock did a Jay Z Allure remix, but right, Jazzy Jeff right. put that joint on a mixtape. What's dope with the next one is uh, Jazzy Jeff would take a piece of a bar, like somebody would just say something, and then he would find another song that has that same, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, word structure in it. I'm like, what? Like, how do you, <laughs> like you, know, you even think? And, and it's not even just rap joints, R and B joints. Like, you, I heard like a, I can't remember what song it was. It was somebody rapping. They said something, and then he. Like replayed the bar like three times, and he went to a TLC song. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yo, like it's dope, man." <laughs> so I've also been listening to that this week. You know what I'm saying? I'll probably listen to it next week. It's it's like like Candace said, straight cookout music. Yep. You got your mother in the car. You got your like man. Yep. Like, Set like it one of my it. favorite joints was he um he took the Nina Simone uh the Center Man joint. That's the that's the sample for Get By, right? So yeah, he took yeah, that yeah. joint, but then he mixed that into Notorious Thugs. And I was like, yeah. are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. those summertime mixtapes, man, I listened to Seven again because it's it's amazing. Because um, Hove. Yeah, because Hove. Uh, number four, I'll tell y'all, Summertime 4 is my favorite one because that joint starts with, uh, it starts with D'Angelo, uh, Jill Scott. It goes into Sade. Then it goes in like Missy Elliott. It is so dope. So go check yeah. it out. Go check it out. So man, it, it was a heavy episode. I'm glad we did it because yeah. you know we're all in different areas. Um, you know, for me personally, uh, I live alone, so I don't get a chance to really talk about these things actively, except for through group chat, through Twitter, through Facebook. So it's good to you know voices. You know what I mean. Yeah. It's good to have that therapeutic, yeah. that little bit. Yeah. So I appreciate y'all, man. Everybody out there, stay safe. Cause you know, who know who knows what'll happen tomorrow? Who knows? But I do know this: we will be back next week. You know what I'm saying? With a little bit more tomfoolery. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, hopefully we'll be complete the Voltron joint. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But next um, week, next yeah. week, keep on the lookout because it. It got bumped, man. But next week we're gonna do the most Paul's worthy lines. We got to do that. Yeah, yeah, I got you on that, man. I, and I was writing it out, and I was like, "No, what? Can I can't even do this this week, man? Can we just go straight? You know what I'm saying? Can we just can we just go straight? You know what I mean? What's happening? Because I think this is greater than that. Yeah, man. yeah. So next week we'll be back to Tom Foolery. But for this week, we had to, uh, you know, uh, get it hopefully out. Hopefully we'll be we back. You know out. what I'm saying? I gotta, I gotta stop shooting. Yeah, yeah. right, right. <laughs> Stop shooting us, man. Black Lives Matter. And uh, we out of here, man. This is your boy, Cannon. Boy, Remy. This your boy, Boom... Oh, this your man, Boom Dynamite. (laughs) You was about to to give him an alias, wasn't you? (laughs) I I was about to give him an alias, man. I had had a a couple of black... I had had the Project Pat uh, Lumumba joint, you know what I mean? But we're going to keep it right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Serious face. Yeah. Right, right. And uh what's up, Boom? Shout out to Kwame, man. Just let it know, man. <laughs> we all fam of this joint, man. It's all love. No, man. see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well and at a time like this, man, it's all love. It's all man. love, man. No, these are all jokes. This listen, we've all known each other for literally fifteen years. So when Boom goes yeah. at Kwame, it's it's nothing serious. It's just hilarity. 
Yeah, I just want the people to know, man. Yeah. That's, you know, that's my brother. You know what I mean? We all, we all, we all family. Yeah, here, man. yeah, yeah. Boom just well, we do. Boom just takes issue with his dashiki gi. That's all. That's it, man. That's it. Them chopsticks. That's it, man. But <laughs> <laughs> past that is hood, man. Hope hope his kids get to school safe tomorrow. Hope Scrap gets home safe tonight, mm-hmm. man. For sure, for sure. So we'll be back next week. Probably, episode will probably be a little bit shorter next week, but uh. <laughs> no thrones. We can we can we can go logging. No <laughs> For sure, babe. And we out of here. All right. Deuce.